The Eagles have the worst pass defense in the NFL. Falk will test it. Here comes Graham. Down goes Falk. Falk the fake. Here comes the rush, and it's picked off on the play. Coming through, Nathan Carey. It's a pick six. Make it 20. And an interception. Rodney McLeod. Here comes Poole. Picked up by Lane Johnson to the end zone. It hurts. Touchdown. Great time. Look out. Scandrick. He took it away. Allah Herman Edwards. Look at him go. There goes Scandrick. Down the stretch. And into the end zone. Touchdown. Today, here comes Fails. It's a third and four. The tenth sack in Carnage. What's happening, everybody? This is the Philly Experience Podcast alongside Chris Hacker, Tanner Martin, and Tyre Hood. I'm your host, Max James. It's great to be with you on this Tuesday, October 8th. It's great to be talking about an Eagles W as well as they beat the New York Jets this past weekend, 31-6. And a pretty convincing win. We'll get into it in a minute, but T, first, a couple words. Yep. All right. For all Monco students, tomorrow, Wednesday, we will be having a transfer fair over in Central Hall. Listen, for all you college kids out there that, you know, you come in here, you know, you get your you you get your uh you get your associate's degree, you're thinking to yourself, ah, what am I gonna do after two years? What am I gonna do? Should I go to another four year college? Well, if you're considering that option, you can always visit the transfer fair tomorrow over in College Hall where there'll be over fifty schools. You know, you can look at you can look at the different schools, you can see what they're offering, you can see what your options are. And for those of you that already are decided that, you know, you're going to go to a four-year institution, hey, maybe there are other options out there for you. Maybe there are simpler options. Maybe there's a college that has the same thing that you're interested in, but maybe they're a cheaper option. You won't know unless you attend the transfer fair tomorrow over in the college hall. All right, let's get this show started. All right, let's dive into it, guys. Wentz yesterday, 17, or two days ago, 17 to 29, threw for 189 yards and a touchdown. A lot of people said that he didn't play well. What did you guys see from him? Listen, I, I agree with those people. Listen, relax. All right, you, you're talking about going up against one of the top defenses in the NFL. Uh, now, yes, the Jets may not be ranked what? top defensively. Oh, stop it, Tatter! <laughs> stop it, Tatter! <laughs> stop it! What's, All right, what's happening to the world right now? Look. The Jets are still a competitive football team at the end of the day. Mm. And also, considering the fact that we still don't have our deep threat in Deshaun Jackson yet, I still say the Eagles did pretty good. Now, I know Carson Wentz didn't look like a superstar quarterback, but Tom Brady also struggled against the Jets as well. Okay. Like, uh, T, let me, let me tell you something. <laughs> Five for 13 on third downs. That's what our offense did against the Jets. And then, and then I, I can't just put everything on Carson Wentz because if – you also look, there are, there are also a lot of penalties. A lot of penalties on the offensive side of the ball. And when you have that many penalties, you're not going to get into a rhythm, period, point blank. I don't care what you do. I don't care what offense you have. I don't care what pieces you have. If you're going to keep committing self-inflicted wounds, you're not going to be a competitive football team. I don't care what side of the ball it is, period. Now, which counter-argument now? What's up? What's uh, happening? I mean, they played the Jets, that the, and yeah. I was not too impressed. <laughs> Look, a team like the Jets. Come on, You're, I feel like you're going backwards. Damn it! Let's okay. go. For as harsh as you are on the defense, you are way too soft on the offense. Oh, stop it! 
Stop it. And the, the defense had quite a get. Don't get me wrong. There you go. Uh, no. The defense just had to stop Le'Veon Bell, but... Uh, yeah, they did their job, all right? They, they did what they were supposed to. Hey, hey, Max, real quick. So you're um, more impressed with the offense than the defense. I'm more impressed with the defense than there the offense. There you go. Okay, right. well, thank don't, they, don't, there was don't three, get that twisted. They had three turnovers, including a pick six, Nathan Jerry. Gary. Gary, yeah. Hey, hey Max. A, a yeah. strip sick or... What's or up? A strip sack, Orlando Spandrick, <laughs> and what else? I, I got to call you out from last week. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. I got to call you out. You said some really interesting, provocative things about a man who just had three sacks on Sunday. So let's bring up the Philly Experience Podcast, episode 29, No Kids in the Strong Back, also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify, also YouTube. Let's, let's, Bring up some of your interesting comments real quick. Hold on, enlighten us. Just blow a play up, and I'm like, "Dad, he's back." And then I look again, and he's, and I'm like, "Dude, you, you, I'm sick of Brandon Graham actually. I'm trying to get frustrated. I'm not finished. Oh boy, I'm not finished. I'm not finished with you. Oh, it's just the beginning for you. I'm ripping you apart because I told you stop with your extreme comments. Listen, (laughs) sometimes you just gotta cut people to break. All right, listen. Here, here we go. Let's go. Give Deshaun Hall a shot. I'd cut Brandon Graham right now. Whoa. Save yeah. okay. Whoa. All right. Whoa. All right. All right. Wait. Brandon Graham has one good game against the worst team in the league, and now all of a sudden everybody wants to I'm not finish- get him back up on his pedestal, I'm put not him rip- up high. I'm going to finish ripping you as a wise man once said. You dumbass. <laughs> so, <laughs> you didn't mark when he said he was a Cowboys fan, too? <laughs> Listen, that offensive line for the Jets is horrible. I mean, Brandon Graham yeah. finally went up against somebody that was old as like he is and slow, and he finally was able to and sack he, the worst starter in the league, Luke they Paul. They sacked him nine times, and he was hit 17 times. That's beautiful. He had man. a passer rating of 37.7. I mean, it can't get any worse than that. I mean, and Brandon Graham, give him credit. He, he got the job done. But still, I'm not freaking out about it. Dude. I think... As this season goes on, T, T, you gotta playing. understand what he's saying. I, I understand completely what he's saying, but three sacks against an NFL team is still three sacks nah, against an NFL mm, team. Three sacks nah. against a blade, blades of grass as an offensive line. <laughs> yeah, he's not he, too special. That's ludicrous. Oh, and that other turnover was Rodney McLeod got the interception. Everybody okay. was playing well. Even I, Nate Gary was playing well. Orlando, <laughs> Orlando Scandrick. Everyone four tackles, two sacks, two forced fumbles, one fumble recovery, and one touchdown. Everyone but Rodney McLeod was, was playing well. <laughs> you know, it's right, encouraging cool. that the defense played well yesterday. I yes. know the whole situation with the team that we were playing against, but it's good to you know have confidence in them going forward. Hopefully, I know we got a much tougher test this weekend coming up against Minnesota, but it's good to at least they them being able to show us that okay. I know the offense was terrible that they were playing against, but they were still able to get the job done. The only thing that this gives us is a W. Nothing else. It doesn't. We still need to go out there and practice more and more because of the way we played against this Jets defense. No, I completely agree with that statement. I, I completely agree with you. But at the same time, this offense is still lacking a deep threat receiver. Uh, well, it's, listen, back in 2017, our Super Bowl year, we didn't really have a deep threat receiver. I mean, Torrey uh-huh. Smith, I guess. Yeah, we did. But he, he kind of sucked, except for that one but catch Torrey he made. Smith, in. Torrey, Torrey, Torrey Smith job. showed up when he needed to. Yes, he, he did. I really don't remember and a Nelson, single highlight. Except and Nelson for Aguilar like, was also another deep threat. Nah, he, yeah, but why don't we have Nelson we can't, Aguilar? We can't really threat. trust him. And, but, yeah, I agree. But let me bring up a name for you guys. And this sounds familiar, but mm. maybe give Mike Wallace a second shot. 
I mean, what's he up to now? I mean, he's he he knows the plays. He he hasn't even touched the ball on well, the Eagles' offense. If, I, if I'm be, if I'm being honest, though, Tanner, from that, uh, if he knows the plays and they're the same from last year, I'm a little concerned. But he's, yeah, he's 33. They, they, you got to see that's my only thing. At 33, how much speed do you have left? Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, how old's Deshaun Jackson? He's 32. Okay. Yeah, I was about to say, but Deshaun right, I mean, Jackson, right. but Deshaun Jackson has shown that he still has the speed, though. He can still burn. Yeah, when's the last time Mike Wallace played in the league? Like that's another injured. good point. Two years? Um, yeah, it's been, it's been a while. He, didn't, he played almost not at all last year. So. No, he didn't play at all. Well, he played two he played games. Pre- yeah. He played two regular season games. He didn't catch the ball at all. But and he broke his ankle and he was out for the year. Yep. So, Deshaun has a... Uh, Abdominal. Uh, they're saying is it, it's a, is strain. It a sports hernia. It might be. That's, They're saying it's a strain from the press conference that I uh, listened to for, uh, with Doug Peterson. Oh, I thought you said he got a, a strain That's what, from the press conference. Uh, <laughs> he should have just had surgery on it and then brought him back like later in the year. But yeah. at this point, now he just has to rehab it. But if he got the surgery like three weeks ago, like I mean, his timetable for we return. We really need him against the Vikings too. I, I agree. It's not going to happen. I agree. Yeah, that's the only thing. That Vikings defense, man, they are they are some aggressive dogs. That's probably the only thing they were worried about too. And now they don't have to worry about Deshaun Jackson going deep. So. Exactly. Because I ain't got to worry about Nelson Aguilar. Let's be honest here. The man <laughs> caught one ball. Man caught one ball on Sunday and fumbled it out of bounds. Mm. Like he is not reliable at this point. Like the good news is we got to play Kirk Cousins, so that we have some. Uh, co- we should have some confidence as far as. Coming off of how we played this past weekend, and then going on the road, I get it's a tough test. But again, Cousins, he's got some he's drama going on too. So yeah, that's that's true, and we can only increase that drama by doing what we're supposed to do up front. The same way we played up against the Jets, I don't. I'm not expecting us to get ten sacks again. All right, that was legendary. What we seen on Sunday, I'm not expecting that again. But doggone it, you gotta hit Kirk Cousins because. Listen, if we're going to continue going into games with Craig James, Russell Douglas, and Orlando Skandrick, who, yes, I agree, had an awesome game considering the fact that we just signed him off the street not too long ago. Listen, Kirk Cousins and Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs are going to tear us. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm about Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Oh, my. Well, yeah, well, I was also going to say. The run game, I'm not too worried about. They, you're not worried yeah. about Dalvin Cook. We just shut down Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, like, Dalvin Cook is better than Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell had would, 15 would, touches in the first half. I would argue that uh, this year, yeah, Dalvin Cook is yeah, better than Le'Veon Bell. Statistic-wise. But, you can't say you're not but worried this, about this Dalvin Cook. This defense is I'm very strong say, against the run. Okay, I'm, I'm, not, I'm worried about... We're, I'm worried that we're going to see what we saw last year against the Vikings, and that's Adam Thielen just killing us. Yeah, that I'm worried about. Like, I'm not going to say I'm not... I'm not concerned at all about Dalvin Cook. I am still a little concerned, but at the same time, my defense still has a track record of stopping the run. If we can stop the run and get to the quarterback like we're supposed to do, like the defense is designed to do, then I think we're going to have a successful game against the Vikings. I think Dalvin Cook's probably been the best running back in the league this year. I get we have a good track record. McCaffrey. I was about to say, yeah. C-Mac, McCaffrey. yeah, you can. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just look, I was looking at the stats, statistically speaking. But, yeah, you're right. Probably McCaffrey has based on because he can catch passes. Dalvin Cook can too, but, I mean, man, McCaffrey has wide receiver lines from like a catching, from a catching standpoint oh, by, some weeks. By the way, Tanner, you know what? He pisses me off. Seriously. And you know why. Really? Who? You blew me out in fantasy this week, man. Oh, How yeah. did, yo, man. Well, well, that I was the luckiest to. lineup I have ever faced in my after, life. After you came in here and said, oh, this is going to be an easy week. <laughs> oh, trash. <laughs> 
oh, true. Going back to Structure, you guys asking yeah. about Mike Wallace, in 2017 season, he had 52 catches, 748 yards, averaged 14.4, okay. and he had 11 20-plus catches. Was so. he on uh, Carolina at the time? He was on the Ravens. Ravens. I'm getting my people mixed up. <sighs> Just... <laughs> All, all I'm saying is, man, back to the Vikings, man. They, like I said, you don't have to be legendary to beat the Vikings. They are in turmoil at this point. They are still a beatable team. They have been proven that they are beatable. But you have to stay disciplined, and you also have to attack Kirk Cousins. He is one of those quarterbacks that does not like quarterback hits. He does not like pressures. And he sure as hell don't like sacks. Do you expect to win? He does like money. <sighs> well, Vegas says we're underdogs by three. They beat the Giants 28-10. Yeah, but this is the Giants. Okay, that's the Jets that we beat. <laughs> you see what I'm saying here? You see what I'm saying here? <laughs> They're both New York teams. Bunch They're of low trash. We get it. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little nervous. Um, uh, one, it's a road game. So yeah. you got to factor that in. It's hard to play in that building. What's um, the goal? Just nah. the, the fact that everything that haunted me last year with Thielen, like you said, and Diggs and uh, Cousins, if you know, you know that Thielen and Diggs are going to be open. If Cousins can hit them, then we're going to be in trouble. Yeah, I agree. And I then agree. Dalvin Cook is—they didn't have a running game last year, really. I mean, Dalvin Cook—I don't I think he was hurt by by the time we played him. So I think that if he—I mean, if he gets going, then we're in big time trouble because I know our offense. I don't think our offense is the problem. I know they didn't play well against the Jets, but no. I think they'll show up, and I think it'll be competitive. But I don't know. Hopefully, in the end, we can pull it out. I'm just a little uh, skeptical. I can, right. tell you, I can tell you one thing from an offensive standpoint that really encouraged me was Miles Sanders' pass blocking. I mean, there was one play where they came on a corner blitz. Um, they call it a cat blitz. Man, he laid him out. Boom. Head underneath the chin. Perfect form. Mm-hmm. Put the corner on his ass. Yeah. And it was hilarious. Yeah, I sat here a couple weeks ago and told you that Miles Sanders is talented back and he can try to do it. Four I know he catches 49 yards. So he hasn't, yeah, he hasn't been making people miss on the ground yet, which hopefully comes, you with know, time. Uh, with time. But I mean, Howard just keep running him the way he's rushing. I mean, he averaged over four yards of carry um, two days ago. So um, Doug already said he's going to try to get him more carries, which. Yeah. You can't disagree with. I mean, he's producing well, but yeah, the tandem in the backfield is working out pretty well so far. I agree. All I right. completely agree. These with that next statement. four games: Vikings, Cowboys, Bills, Bears. What's our record coming out going into the bye Wait a second. Week? Say that slower for me. Vikings, <laughs> Cowboys, Bills, Bears. What's he here for? <laughs> uh, in the next, in the next four games, I'll say that we go three and one. Really? If we go two and two, I'll be happy. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with two and two. If we go two and two, I'll be satisfied. Because uh, three and one. Now, the, the, who do you have us beating? The Bills. Uh, I have. Us they beating, have a tough defense. I have us beating. Uh, you know what's funny? Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. You know what's funny? We always do good against good defenses. Like, remember how when we played the Bears uh, in the always. playoffs? Remember when we played the Patriots in the Super Bowl? <laughs> Well, they, I wouldn't necessarily call it a defense. I call that defense, no D. But listen, we, we for some reason we kind of we have Doug Peterson has a pretty good track record with good defenses. Yeah. Like he has a pretty good record of you know countering you know good defensive players like Khalil Mack when we went up against the Bears. Khalil Mack really had a quiet game against against us in the um in the wild card. So 
going up against a defense, it's going to be a dogfight. I expect it to be a dogfight, but as long as our defense holds up their end of the bargain, and as long as, you know, we keep scrapping and we keep the ball on the ground, I think we'll come out victorious in those defensive games. Yeah, you make good points there. I think in the next four, you say we go two and two. Do you think we, who do we lose to, in your opinion? The Cowboys is always a, a flip. A flip yeah. of a coin. I think we'll split with the Cowboys. I, I think, don't think we'll be able to beat them twice. I, I think with the, whatever quarterback that's behind center in Chicago, we can beat the Bears. Mitchell. I, um, the Bills are going to be a dogfight, but I still think they're beatable because their offense still isn't like a well-doiled machine. So what's our four-game record? So at that point, we're 3-2 and two now, so that would be 5-4. and four. Jeez. Okay. But that's think, still, but that can still win in the NFC East because, as you've seen this past Sunday, Cowboys, eh, Cowboys went up against a good team for once. Yeah, ha! No, you must have been really disappointed. It's for twice. <laughs> kidding, I'm kidding. It's really, uh, it's really tough to pick. I mean, a couple of these games, you can go. It could go either way. With the Vikings, a game, it could go either way. In my opinion, same thing with the Cowboys on the road. I think we we should beat the Bills. I, I know they're better than what people may think they are based on previous seasons but i think we can beat them and after what i've seen with the bears two days ago against you know the raiders and the raiders beating them in london mm-hmm. i gotta i gotta be confident um play, playing them especially at home exactly right right that's a home game so i do feel a little better about that the vikings are beatable i just worry if the offense is going to be able to get into a rhythm that's my yeah. only, that's my only concern with the Vikings. I'm worried if the defense is going to fall back to earth after last week and play like how they did against the Packers, where oh. Rodgers just picked them apart. <sighs> oh, trust me. <laughs> if they play like they played against uh, the Packers, whoo, we in the trouble. Import- the important thing is to get pressure on Cousins. If he has time back there, he'll find the receivers. They'll be open. They're too talented to not be. So we need to get pressure and. I don't. I, Jim Schwartz. I mean, one week he gets pressure, the other week he can, and we end up losing. Like you know, against the Falcons, he just couldn't get pressure. Um, well, this week, obviously, I felt of course like, we we got pressure on the Jets, but I felt like Jim Schwartz probably threw every single blitz in his playbook at the Jets. I think I feel like Sunday. he's been blitz happy. I mean, last year he or even before yeah, two years ago, people were saying blitz more, and he wouldn't. He would just rush forward. Now all of a sudden he's disguised, and I think he's changed his mindset a little bit. Well, he's he doesn't have a choice but to change his mindset due to the defensive backs that we have. Now you run a risk because you leave those defensive backs one on one in coverage because you are sending extra people to blitz. But at the same time, a blitz is not effective unless you hit the quarterback. Unless you hit the quarterback, a blitz can be exposed. At least get him out of the pocket. Yes. At least get him moving. Mm-hmm. Get him. Get his feet moving. Kirk Cousins doesn't like the move too too much. He doesn't. Keep him in. If you get him moving, you get him moving laterally, and you start smacking him around. Gotta get pressure. Get in his face. Push linemen in front of him. Oh, he's gonna he's gonna crumble real quick. But here's the problem. Are you confident that we do get pressure? <sighs> See, that's the only thing. Like. One good game against the Jets, but the problem is it's the stinking Jets. <laughs> like that's the one thing I'm struggling with. Right. No, I agree with yeah. you 100. percent I mean, look at look at the Packers game. I think we only got one sack on Rodgers. Couldn't get to him, and he obviously he picked us apart. Yeah, just, you understand what I'm saying to you? Yeah, but we won. Yeah, we won. Yeah, we not. did. But yeah. it's so. I mean, the season is so far has been so. You know, two, it's just 
two ends of a spectrum, you know, where either come out and, you know, one side of the team plays well, like the defensive side of the ball that play well. The offense maybe will struggle. Or the, or the defense will get cooked, but the offense comes out and plays well. I mean, you, you have no idea, and heading into a game like the Vikings, that's not going to help you. You need to have some consistency. Can you imagine if we had a game like the Packers, like the way we played against the Packers on offense, the way we played <clears throat> against the Jets on defense? Can you imagine – what this team would look like, they would be dangerous. They'd be the best team in the NFL. Yeah, but we all know our defense is still horrible. It is. That's <laughs> that's just sad. No, our defensive backs are horrible. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, but defensive backs, our linebackers as well, probably still aren't Which top one? half in the league, I wouldn't say. By the way, I, I got to call a couple of people out. I understand Rodney McLeod got an interception. All right. Man, but yeah, he, he, he did not have a wow. good game. <laughs> Here we go. He whiffed on a sack, and I'm just like, dude, really? You had him right in, right in. Oh, uh, you wanted eleven face. sacks, T? Yeah, I hand, wanted eleven sacks. Dog on it. Yeah, dog on it. I wanted to set a record. I'm just more upset because Le'Veon Bell just made him look stupid. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell locations. averaged 2.9 yards per carry yesterday. Yeah, man, they really ago. used him more in the first two, day. Two, two, two days ago. Yeah, they did. That's the only thing. And I, I gotta call one more person now. I, I got to. I don't want to see Corey Clement touching another football. Oh my God! They bring him in to, to get the punt return, and he muffs it. I, I don't. That's a shame. I don't need him touching another football for the rest of the season. I'm sorry. I don't know what the heck has happened to Corey Clement, but man, dude, he's got to get it together. I don't know if it's a rhythm thing for him. I don't know if it's because he's not really touching the football. I, I just don't know. But he needs to get his crap together. Hey, hey. I mean. You, you look at what he did in 2017. Tell me there's no talent there. Wow. What, what do you I'll tell you mean? what, wow. this team that we, we're looking at each week is not a Super Bowl contender. There's so many good, other good teams in the NFC. I, I hate to admit it, but I agree with Max. Yeah, he's right. He's right. I, like I, I said, mean, I still said the Saints are probably the best team in the NFC. I think the Seahawks are the best team in the NFC. Seahawks are pretty good. Seahawks are very good. Maybe when Drew Brees comes back. How about team? San Francisco? Now, well, I, you know, after last night's performance, you have to buy in. That, I mean, four yeah. no. They, the Browns aren't a pushover. They're all they got so many offensive players that are super talented. Um, and Nick got, Bosa, yeah. the Browns aren't during a pushover. the game. I was thinking, well, it, it's the Browns, but then I was like, well, the Browns are better than that. That means the Jarvis. Okay, it's funny to me too. Chubb, who still played well, and then Baker, just I think he had negative fantasy points. Yeah, negative been. two. I. That was not a very good performance last night. Jimmy G, man. He's he, is he seems up. like a rookie or not a younger player because he's only played now 15 Four, games. 15 now? Mm-hmm. That backfield in San Francisco is crazy. They, they have are. so much talent. They There's are. like three or four running backs that could start on our other teams. What's scary is they they kind of look like the Eagles from 2017. Like that's the scary part. Like how how yeah. they're built. Dominant defense, three running backs, strong quarterback and right receiver. Oh man, play. talk about defense, Bosa, dude. I thought he was man. just popular because of his brother's name, but now he's actually proven himself. So, well, I think people know his name or recognize his, well, na- his name more now than his brother. <laughs> wow. I don't know well, that. I wouldn't go that far Whoa. yet. Whoa. I mean, oh, I mean, he no. was making a mockery Joe, of Baker Mayfield Joey after the Bosa. game with the flag. Oh. Listen, they tried doubling him. That didn't work. They tried. I mean, at first they leave him one on one with the left tackle. He just ran right by him. Uh, yeah, just somebody like both. And Baker's mobile. Make Baker's a mobile quarterback, and he still couldn't get away. Mm. 
I don't know what's going on with Baker this season. He's just because he's smelling himself. Like he's he. I can tell you what it's a young quarterback mentality. Baker still has showtime in him, and I don't think he's really committing himself to the game of football and developing his craft. And this is what you're getting as a result. Listen, you have a talented offense, but at the end of the day, you still have to study film. You still have to get camaraderie, get chemistry with your players. Is he too busy doing those commercials on TV? I think so. I think all this attention is really getting to his head. I really do. Listen, well, he still thinks it's showtime. Listen, I, I'm more surprised on the fact that they haven't been able to get Odell Beckham Jr. involved more. I mean, he he's probably one of the best receivers in the league, and he hasn't really gotten the ball. I agree. So they, yeah, last night, they tried incorporating him um, as a, a thrower. He threw a pass last night. I mean, they're trying to get Just him stupid. involved as those end arounds. Why is that stupid, T? Yeah. What was that, 20 yards? Why make, 20 yard pass? But why make Odell Beckham into a thrower? They're not making him into a thrower. They're, trying they're to just use using them. him as much as they can. Yeah, but I, I'm going to use him to catch him. the football, not throw the football. I don't know why he's not. I don't know if Baker's just not seeing him or if he's just not getting open, which I would be shocked because there how was, talented he there is. There was one throw that was a little overthrown to to Odell that he could have caught, but he he didn't. It just looked like it wasn't an Odell type. It's stupid. All I'm, all, all I'm saying is I'm not going to make Odell Beckham throw the football. Like, that's just asinine. How old is he now? It's just, it's just the play. I, I know. I know. Is, is he 29, 30? Mm-hmm. About that, yeah. 29, 30. Mm-hmm. But, it, it, yeah, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. That's stupid. <laughs> that's stupid. Odell Beckham I mean, it worked, worked last year with Jarvis. <laughs> Let's move on. Just It worked. You know where it really worked out? <laughs> oh. Where oh, in the end zone, God. the Super Bowl. Here it's just go. a play, T. I, I know. Whatever, tries, whatever gets them a first down. Former quarterback Trey Burton. Hey, man. Come yeah, on. I, I know. I know what you guys are saying. It's just a play, and you know, you're doing whatever you can, but you kind of want to save those plays for emergency purposes. If you guys are pulling those plays out, and it's only like week five, week six in the NFL, we got some issues. Yeah, don't get me wrong. That's That's. That's when you should pull that out. That's all I'm saying. Like, we didn't pull out the Philly special until the Super Bowl. Well, first game of the season last year. So oh, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, well, the Falcons, were, the Falcons were dumb for not seeing that coming. I'm just saying. I would like I to point out coming. that the Patriots are still the best team in the league, hands down. Whatever. Yeah, I don't see any team. Whatever. I really don't yeah. see any team beating This is coming them. from a man it's who was wearing just, a Boston Red Sox uh, you know, last I'm week. just saying, T. If what are you going to disagree with me? What are you going to say? Oh, the 49ers are the best team in the league. I they can beat the Patriots. Jimmy G can beat the Patriots. Whatever. After seeing the Chiefs lose to the Colts, I, I just don't know anymore. Listen, the Colts are bad, I, bad men on that team. I, I you, think the Colts, you, you, Colts with Andrew Luck, out. could have yeah, made it to the Super Bowl. I that said defense? it before the season started. I agree, man. That Colts is a really gritty team. The fact that you lose your franchise quarterback. I think you're underplaying Jacoby Brissett. You basically get ripped off. You do. Because he, he doesn't – he's not out because of injury. He's out – well, he is out of – because of injury, in a way, but he it's retired. Un- right, it's an unexpected retirement, and to still have They're a surviving, team. treading water. Jacoby. Are you sure about that? You just beat one of the best, arguably the best AFC team. It's coaching. It was all coaching. Frank Reich, man, he ran right down their throats every time. There was like six or seven plays in a row. They ran right down the middle for like ten yards. Agreed. Marlon Mack. Over Is he not going to be coaching? The rest of the season? No. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. (laughs) What are you talking about? He's he's still going to be there. That's my point. You're saying it's coaching? The coaching is the reason they won that football game, yes. Okay. Then what 
that could be the next reason that they win the next week and the next week and the next week. Why is that a bad thing? It's not a bad thing. I'm saying it's a good thing. I hear you. Giving Frank Wright credit the way he performed on the road on prime time against the best quarterback in the league, and he only held him with what? Well, it was really 10 points because they kicked that cheap field goal at the end with Buckner. Mm -hmm. But it really held him to 10 points. It was really impressive. What's what's funny is, man, I I miss Frank Wright. I do. Yeah. The more I watch the Colts, the more I realize that Mike Grow ain't nothing. I, yeah, I think him and John Filippo did a lot more than we thought. I agree. I agree. The prep work, man, and the simple fact that, like I said, you're able to keep a team together even after losing your franchise quarterback, man, that's impressive. Seriously. And then, wait, I don't know, and I don't wait know they guys, lost their franchise quarterback when they won the Super Bowl? And I don't know if you guys heard um, Andy Reid's press conference after the game. Dude, it was classic Andy Reid. It was classic Andy Reid at it again. Stammering Andy Reid? I got to do a better job. <laughs> it was funny. Uh, people. Yeah. People, I mean, they, they, uh, so, uh, it was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Classic Andy Reid. Talk about head coach, the Redskins fired Gruden. Oh my God! I'm sad because Jay we Gruden. we dominated the Redskins, so it's sad to see him go. Whoa, 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 whoa! We did not dominate the Redskins. Yeah. We did not dominate the yeah. Redskins. Yeah. We've been whooping them for the past three, four 32, years. 32-27 week one. It was not we, dominating. That's still a W. It's still a W. It is like a you w. guys been saying. What, 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 you just used the verbiage I didn't agree with. That's all. <laughs> we dominated the Jets. <laughs> We did not dominate the Redskins. There we, go. there we go. I agree with that, Chris. Thank you. Maybe in the second half. Maybe in the second half. Yeah, but not the first half. Look, either way, we was either way we were still. Who do you guys think will be the Redskins head coach next season? Ben McAdoo. Oh yes, please bring Ben McAdoo. Yeah, back. Bring back. yes, please. <laughs> bring. So I can keep whooping up on the Redskins some more. That sure. hair. He looked like a duck. <laughs> no. You see his ha- his hair that slicks back. A bunch of low life. It's so funny. He said he looks like. He does. He looks like a duck. Pull a picture of him real quick. I like a name like McAdoo. I saw something about Mike Tomlin possibly being the Redskins head coach. Now that would be a problem. That would <laughs> that next would season, but I, I don't see that happening. No, I think Mike Tomlin has a little bit more pride in himself than to you know pick a um, you know pick a team like the Redskins to. Um, Coach, because I'm sorry. As long as Dan Snyder is still the owner of the Redskins, I don't see the Redskins going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, you got to put some blame on Dan Snyder as well. Some. This some, is all yeah. on Dan Snyder. Every single last piece of it. The dysfunction of the organization. The fact that you know, and we we can still go back to the year Robert Griffin III was drafted. You trade all those assets to the Rams, and look at what the Rams are now. Look at all. Look at what happened to all those draft picks and what they turned into. They have a pretty good defense and a pretty good offense. Like, you traded all those assets away for one quarterback who's a backup now, and and you, you draft in the same year the backup quarterback who you had success with for the past maybe for maybe two, three years, but then you let him go via free agency. Just want to say Jay Gruden's record for six years was 35-49-1, and one, and he made the playoff once. Wow. That was the game where RG3 tore his ACL. <laughs> yep. That one time. No, no, no. That was um, mm. that was Shanahan. That yeah, was Mike they, Shanahan. Um, the, oh, was it Shanahan? That was yeah. I remember where they, they beat us, right? They beat us, and then they went to the playoffs. Yeah. And, yeah. I think yeah. that was that Chip Kelly year. Yeah. Yeah, for some reason, we— It was we with Deshaun Jackson. Yep, it was that Chip Kelly year. 
That was a while ago, man. Wow. Yeah, now he's stinking it up in UCLA. Ha-ha, <laughs> Chad. Yeah, he's really – the UCLA program is really going downhill. Yeah. I think they're like one in four. Was that like a wise-ass comment? Yeah, yes, it well, was. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was, Chip. That was a direct message straight at you. I don't care. You still suck as a head coach. <laughs> Jeez. That's all I'm saying. So who's your top college team? Um, still? Oh, I'm still with Clemson. Still Clemson? I'm still Clemson. Gators, baby. <laughs> and you call – y'all call me a homer. <laughs> Yo, Florida played really well this week. I'll give them credit for that. They got yeah, LSU next week, so that's going to be a good game. Yeah, that's going to be They have game. three tough games. Don't they play somebody else good after that, too? Uh, I think they play LSU, and then I think maybe Georgia or some, somebody like that. Let me ne- check it out. Nebraska. All I'm saying is I enjoyed, I enjoyed my Saturday sitting back, smoking me an eight-pound brisket, watching college football, man. Right. They have LSU. LSU. South Carolina is not a hard game at all. That They might just walk through that and – and then they have Georgia. Georgia, yeah. Mm. Oh, next weekend. Oh, Wisconsin. And a couple, man, there's so many good football games. Everybody check out college. College football is the best. This is quite great radio. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, look. Hey, Chris. Hey, we all know you I'm don't watch the fun. college exactly. games. When exactly. will, I'm sorry. I all right, let's switch to baseball. When <sighs> will Gabe Kapler get fired? It's well, ridiculous. Hopefully soon. And who who will replace him? Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm, I'm still once again. Them. We've I, had this conversation. I want to address the Agreed. thing that Tanner sent in the group chat, which was uh, they're basically going to talk to the players about yeah. what they think. No, they do they're going around Kapler. asking opinions no, on game. That is, no, that is the equivalent of letting the players run the ship. You're not supposed to let the players run the ship. The captain captains the ship. You're not supposed. To, <laughs> of course, the play. I feel like the younger players. Like Kingery and Hoskins and Hazley and all them are gonna say, nah, keep him around because you know. He, what are they he's supposed to say? Guy. What are they supposed to say? No, I hate this guy. Like, yeah, because then, then when he stays, he knows what they said about it. But no, it's just the, taking the, the pressure off the office. Like the, about firing, the and only, feeling bad about it. The only guy I see actually speaking his mind, saying that Bryce he's not doing a good job, is Bryce. And he's already he's already gone out of his way to say that he doesn't agree with what Kapler has done at some points with uh, either the training that they were doing. That is blasphemous! Now, with Bryce Harper's pedigree, do you think that can outweigh most of the team who I feel like he's going to say not keep him around? I think so. it could, based on we how, how much change. they're paying him. Yeah. Why do we have around the same record we had season before even having JT Real Muto, Bryce Harper, Jimmy Segura, McCutcheon? Why do we have the same record? I agree. We're a better team. How's that happen? We're a better team compared to Gabe Kapler's first year. So, like, how in the world do you still finish around the same yeah, record? That's terrible. I, I agree. Listen. And then you still had two years to fix the dog on pitching. And there's been no kind of effort whatsoever to fix it. I'm just surprised that they're bringing these guys back. I really am. Like, I look around watching these uh, baseball playoffs, and we are miles and miles behind oh my like, other God, teams. Yes. The Braves are, you, you don't watch, you know, you, you're not going to stay up like 9 o'clock West Coast to watch the Dodgers like in the middle of July probably. But when you sit down and watch postseason baseball and watch the Braves and how talented and the Cardinals and the Brewers even before they got knocked out, the Nationals, I mean, these teams are just miles out of us. And we don't really have, you know, any idea. We don't even, have, we don't even know if we want to bring back our own manager. I mean, we're in a really bad spot right now. 
And I think this really sends... In a way, we're in rebuild mode after just rebuilding. That's the crazy part. And we have so many dominant players at key positions. The only thing that we really need to fix up is the pitching. We don't have any money that left. I know there's no cap in well, baseball. Who's fault is that? But, but okay. people are saying stupid money. People are saying go out and give Garrett Cole like two hundred million dollars. We just gave Harper three hundred. What do you don't, like? Why are we? And these are one player. I mean, you could easily get like if you're a good GM, three or four players within that two million dollar range. You're going to give out for one pitcher. I get we need pitching, but one player is not going to solve our problems. Look, you understand what I'm saying to you, Tanner? I, I know T T switch sides, and I've really been thinking hard about it. Maybe trading Reese Hoskins might be a, a an option worth that shopping hurts my around. Heart. <laughs> Look, I know. Look, I what when Reese Hoskins hit his 16th home run after his 36th game, I was like, you know what, I gotta get myself a Reese Hoskins shirt. All right. I have a Look, Reese Hoskins jersey. I know Chris. you do. I know what, you do. One thing well, you have more money than me. Whatever. <laughs> one thing whatever. I saw from and you Reese. Work, you work at the... You piece sports. of Swiss cheese! ...place. Whatever. You know what? <laughs> one <laughs> thing I saw from Reese as the season went on, especially in August and September, What'd was you see from he Reese? just looked like he wasn't in, no. in it. No. His he, head wasn't he, in it. He, he looked like a robot. He didn't care. He strike out Mopon back onto the dugout. Like, yeah. I don't know what happened to him, but what he, what he was Maybe doing... Maybe he doesn't believe in the coach. Well, then he, okay. He, he is that gotta, so? It, sure, great, but I don't know. Maybe get a little more fired up. Look at Bryce. Body language. Says I know that Reese Hoskins player. is a better player than what he showed in the second. I mean, his defense just – I mean, there was plays where he just missed the ball. I remember a couple of times where a ground ball was hit and they would throw it, to, and he would just miss it with his glove. This is my only thing. If we, if that ridiculous. were to happen, trading Reese Hoskins, who do you put it first? No, we're not Logan, trading Reese Hoskins. Logan Morris? I know we're not. But who? What like Franco? That's you, the thing. Franco probably. You don't trade him because you I don't have Franco anybody else. Not, oh. You're the one who brought up the idea. I did bring up the idea, and then I thought about it for two weeks, and I'm saying to myself, oh, "What are we gonna? Who are we gonna put? We're gonna? Are we gonna spend another fifty million to bring in another yeah, first guy, baseman? The guy who staked the flag for trading Reese Hoskins to the other side. <laughs> are you still on the the bandwagon I, of trade Reese? I, uh, well, I wasn't, but now I'm like thinking about it. It's like, geez, who can you? Because you can't just. Go out to free agency now no, and get a What are you pitcher? trying to gather? Assets, draft picks? What do you? I mean, you're not going to get either, players back that are better either, than not, him. Well, no, nah, you, draft picks. That's no, nah, that's too cheap for me. I am looking for pitcher. Yeah, pitching prospects because you're not just prospects. Get, we need someone not, now. You're yeah. not going to get this is a win an now effective team. Win now pitcher with re, I, maybe you could. Maybe you could get a 3 maybe 4 throw guy. Cesar in there. Well, like I said, there's a sucker anywhere, so, you know. You, you, you can maybe get a 3 4 guy with Hoskins. You're not going to get a 2. I mean, I, I mean. I agree with you 100%. The only difference maker we have on our team is JT Romuto, the guy you look at and says, okay, wow, he's better than what anybody else in the league has as a catcher. Oh, yeah, easily. Flat out. You're not getting your money's worth for Bryce Harper. You're paying. You're not paying for stats. There's a guy in Kansas City by the name of Jorge Soler. I don't know if anybody here knows him. No, yeah. He had 47 I, I, home runs. A guy you never heard of before he had 47. Price at 35. I'm sick of this. You're paying for his face. You're paying for his brand. And, you know, that'll get the seats filled, but that won't add up to W's in the win column. Jeez. So we're a little handcuffed with money. I know we've, I, I get it. People may want to spend and spend and spend, but we need to – and going back, kind of, we watched Moneyball the other day in class. Like, mm-hmm. we need to sit down and really think, like, okay, on a smaller budget, 
Not that we do have a small budget, but we need honest, Brad Pitt in here. We, we, re- we really do need. <laughs> no, we need Jonah Hill in here. We really do yeah, need, we need like a philosophy where you're not like being the Yankees and going out and spending, you know, a hundred million on Chapman as a relief pitcher who pitches like once every three days. You know, we really need to have a good philosophy where we're having guys that get on base mm. and, and just like knock runs across. I mean, how many times have we seen it this year? We get a leadoff double with nobody out. We can't move the runner over. We can't hit a sack fly. Down. I mean, that's an easy run right there. Yep. We can't bunt. That's I mean, easy. every time somebody goes to bunt, they either bunt it foul, they bunt it up in the air, and it's caught. Like so, so many fundamentals. It's it's just frustrating. It's an easy so, run for good teams. So, do you attribute that to the players, or do you attribute that to the coaching? Uh, both. I, I got I got to say yeah, it yeah. is both because there's times where we should bunt. I'm saying bunt like in my head. We're yeah. watching the game and we don't, and we swing away and ground into a double play or something, or or. or <laughs> Uh, Personnel wise, Kapler sends up Andrew Knapp in certain situations when anybody else on the team, <laughs> I don't care who it is, Brad Miller, Sean Rodriguez, I'd rather have, I don't care about righty lefty. I really Crap don't care about Vargas. <laughs> I do not care. I've heard a lot of people say, oh, the lefty's coming in. I mean, bring the righty. I don't care about the splits. I mean, is the guy a professional hitter? Can the guy get on base? Like, Rodriguez has been in the league 12 plus years. Knapp is horrible. Flat out. <laughs> if Knapp's on the team next season, he's, I, I don't look why. <laughs> and, and again, I agree with that because listen, Real Muto played so many games this year, and you don't want. I know he's in his prime and he can he can handle the load, S- some, but you don't want that. You don't want your. I don't want to hear some minor two men on base. Andrew Knapp's on the plate. I don't. I don't want to hear that. Anymore. Some minor leaguer has to be better than him. Some minor leaguer. And you, you need to. Dumbass. I feel like everybody's trying to hit the home run ball. You go ahead, T. Just move the runners. Grab a glove. <laughs> you know, I'll move the runners the over. Yeah. That's what was I watched the Braves. Yeah, he he wasn't yeah. concerned about home runs. He was just concerned about getting on freaking base. Freddie Freeman, like he, he just he'll hit the ball to second base. That's he'll hit it purposely, hit the ball to second base. He's not trying to hit a home run in certain situations in close games and stuff like that. He is, I, man, that guy. So we is, need more smart. Players. Okay, I, I think we should I know maybe just, try stealing more. That's you know what? That's one thing that we Other, really don't do. We didn't get in a scoring position, and we didn't have we. The problem is sometimes you don't want to steal because you want to get you know to get out of the base runners as much as you can. But the fact that we couldn't get a hit because we didn't have the talent on the team, once we got our studs on base, like Harper Hoskins, you get down there, you got Kingry, who sometimes could do something. Cesar really couldn't uh, consistently. Franco could I mean, the bottom of the lineup is really thin, and they weren't able to knock in runs. So we know it's hard. The crazy thing is, you say that, but we went into the season like, look at how deep this lineup is. Like, Well, I think the one thing that we forget is Aduba Herrera. It was supposed to be a a stud in the seven hole because two years ago he hit three fours and had a really good season. He struggled down the stretch in two years ago, the end of, end of two years ago. But now coming back next season, do we bring him back? Probably not because nah. teams don't like to have that baggage around. But I, I would bring him back. He was a good center fielder <laughs> nah. and he's a good piece in that lineup. You know what? No, I I, I wouldn't just because I like. What I saw out of Corey Dickerson, I want to keep no. Andrew McCutcheon around. I don't think we're going to be able to keep Corey Dickerson around. I think somebody's going to give him a big contract somewhere else. And hey, maybe. I mean, how how big of a contract is what eight home runs and thirty? Well, you got to remember. You, you got to remember. I don't know if he. First of all, he's not a center fielder. McCutcheon will come McCutcheon, back and play left. McCutcheon can play center. Not Andrew, at this point in his career. Not at this point in his career. I mean, he's going to be what 33, 34 years then, old. He's he's yeah, he's, he's not an over. I mean, he's a left fielder. And then and then having Hazley as the four, I, I'd be cool with that. Hazley's going to be a good bench piece next year. Yeah, he's going to be a good bench outfielder next season. But I think we need 
I don't know if we're going to bring Herrera back. There's been no movement on that front. No, Everybody's kind of keeping quiet. I, I don't think he's coming back. But I, 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 I would be surprised if he does. But, again, he as of right this second, he's still on the roster. We haven't cut him yet. We haven't released him or anything like that. So it, it's I mean, just a name and, and to I mean, poke I, around. I know this is a guy that I keep putting my like hopes into. We, we do still have Roman Quinn, too, who I think can injury become. Yeah, yeah, I know he's injury prone. But I I feel like he could be an effective. He's an effective base runner now. He just has to get that contact up. Like, come on. He kind of reminds me of Billy Hamilton. Oh yeah. You know, like he can't really hit that well. I mean, sometimes. I mean, he's. I think he's a better hitter than Hamilton because um, Ham, Billy Hamilton really just that. That's been his. Can fly. His problem all 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 of his career. He just couldn't get any hits. He would hit like two hundred and then get on base and then obviously use his speed. But um, I, I don't think. Roman Quinn just can't stay healthy. I mean, we say it every single year. He just he he's injury prone and it can never stay healthy. But it it's just been it's just been frustrating and watching the games in the postseason with all the other teams is just you look at it and go we're not even close and not one off season is going to fix that. But we can start by firing our manager like today. And that's the thing. That's that's the, I think that's the part that's even more frustrating is the fact that look, you you know you're a net at the coaching position. I think we can all agree with that in this room. And I think management sees that. If they don't see that, then they're blind. I think by Saturday we'll have our answer on if Kapler's staying. Our right. owner doesn't even know what to do. Right. That's the crazy that's part. The pro- that's a problem. Fire when the own- owner. Wait. You can't do that. If they don't know what to do, that means they have no idea who's going to take Middleton over. Middleton cares too much about what people think and instead of just acting. Like, we need to make decisive decisions. Who we bring back, who we cutting, uh, who is going to be starting for us next season. I mean... I know the season ended two weeks ago, but these are questions that you need to ask because eventually, before you know it, spring training will be here, and are we going to have the same team as we, as we did last year? We can't because oh, it's not. just not good enough. I hope not because, no, it's not good enough. And listen, and we've discussed this before, but there is a thing called overcoaching in baseball, and sometimes you just need to go back to an old-school mentality, go back to an old-school way of thinking. Sometimes... I mean, this new school coaching with analytics and stuff, like we, we bring up stats all the time in the show to, to, you know, back up our points. And that's good. You know, that's fine. But when you start over analytically criticizing the game, I think that's when you take the fun out of it. Like, I, don't, I didn't see too much fun this year out of the Phillies. Like, early in the year. Like, it, yeah, early in the year, like, they were swinging for the fences and everything was, you know, ho-hum and everything was beautiful. But now... I mean, well, towards you know the midpoint in the end of the season, you saw that sun be yeah. um, that fun being sucked out of the well, team. Like two you, months in, they stopped doing. The let me ask you. Leave. Let me ask you this question. Sure. We talked. We brought up the whole Moneyball thing. That's analytically driven, right? Yeah. A lot of people around our area are saying we don't want analytic analytical people. Like Gabe Kapler's really. He looks at his. He looks at his numbers. He looks at his stats and. You know, ready lefty um, averages, things like that. Mm-hmm. Do you guys want to shy away from analytics, or do you think that we should continue on the way, the path that we're on, maybe with just more or different personnel? I'm not saying shy away completely from analytics because there is a spot for it in sports. As a matter of fact, Doug Peterson has a specific analytic group that goes into his ears and tells him what's the best thing to do on certain downs. I think there's a spot for it, but then there's still, at the end of the day, knowing the game. And still coaching the game. Yes, it's good to have that information. And it's good to use that information. But doggone it, sometimes you just got to go back to your gut instinct and just play the game. I agree. 
I, I think it goes both ways. You want to rack up as many wins as possible during the regular season. Look at the Minnesota Twins. I mean, they had over 100 wins. They're, they lost three straight games to the Yankees, and their season's over just like that in a snap of a finger. You know, so you want to rack up as many W's as you can, but when you get to the playoffs, you got you better have guys that know what they're doing. Exactly. And better have, you better have veterans on the team. You better have guys, because it's one at-bat, man. Each, each at-bat is so valuable, so important. You know, we're not we're not playing 162, racking up as many wins as we can, right? right? The Twins didn't have that. They don't have guys that ha- they don't have the Aaron Judges of the world. They don't have the Stantons or the Gary Sanchez's of the world or the James Paxtons or either bullpen Adam Ottavino and, and Rollis Chapman. They don't have those guys. They have talented little dudes that can rack up on they, all those little feisty guys, small balls type players. They did hit a lot of home runs this season, but maybe they relied on that too much. And when you go and play a team like the Yankees, you better. You better be able to put runs on the board because you know the Yankees are. They Yankees the to. only team advancing thus far in the playoffs. Yep. Mm-hmm. Tonight's game four of Astros Rays. I mean, yeah. I'm literally no. Seriously, think about that for a second. You, you're the Philadelphia Phillies. You win a hundred games this year, or two or, or hundred and two games this year, we right? Saw, for example, you lose three straight in a row to say the Dodgers, and the season's over. Like it, it goes both ways. It, it sucks we didn't make the playoffs, but look at look at all the Twins fans out there. I mean, they literally won over hundred games and they're done just like that. You know, it's it's. The season's done. So I mean, that's true because it has like, to go both ways. Like you said, the Twins are mostly a small ball type of team, so that only that's only gonna go so far in the MLB because you still need those home run hitters. You still need those big guys to send that yeah. ball over the over the wall. You but need to have same, difference makers. You, I agree. The Twins have yes. a huge group of good, solid players. They don't have that two or three or four difference makers on the team. But also look at how. Look, you just described it, how they played this year, how they played small ball, how they played to the strength of their team. And that's the thing. I didn't see that too, too much. We don't play small ball. We just mm-hmm. play, all right, let's hit the crap out of it and let's see where it goes. Here's our problem. We do have difference makers on our team. We have Real Muto. He's a difference maker behind yes. the plate, defensively and offensively. Yes. Harper's a difference maker. Aaron Nola is a difference maker. Kingry could have come into his own and become a difference maker, but we don't have that core group that big group once we get we're top heavy you know once we get past our three four five best players that's it it's it's really no really small, thin we need no to have ball, depth we need to have a core group of solid players so we can rack up you know 90 to 100 wins during the regular season but when playoff time comes we have the Aaron Knowles of the world and the mm-hmm. Bryce Harpers in order to carry us because then that's when you rely on your your dogs you know that's when you rely on your top guys to really get you W's in the postseason right because that's when it comes down to one at bat one play you know, anything like that. Speaking of good uh, b- baseball teams, uh, Wednesday night we have Game 5 Cardinals-Braves and Game 5 Nash- Nats-Dodge. Yeah, that's those pitching match. Do you see those pitching matchups? Yeah, Strasburg, uh, uh, Walker, Bueller. Man. Stra- T, what are you doing Wednesday night? Bueller. Probably breaking down. You're watching, you're watching the Nats-Dodgers. That's what you're doing. <laughs> Strasburg against Walker-Bueller elimination game. That's the game of the year, probably. You understand what I'm saying? I'll Neil. watch that, but I'll have the Flyers game on my phone. Well, I, I, we, now, now we got what about like a minute here. The Flyers did to pick oh, up a solid a win. More. We got we <laughs> first game of the we season. We got like ten minutes. All right. Yeah. No, it was a great. It was a great win. And, and oh, you know, was, you fly halfway a... across the country. You want to get or halfway across the world. You want to get a W. Oh, yeah. And we were and able hey, to do they, it. They looked a lot better than they have in the past years, and that's that's solely because of uh, Elaine Vigneault's. Oh yeah, we're kind of switching to hockey. Elaine Vigneault's uh, <laughs> style of hockey, um, dude. Elaine Vigneault has a track record of winning. And I don't know if you're watching the the behind the scenes thing. What, wait, Elaine Vigneault. Quit yucking my yacht. Yeah, the coach. Yeah, Elaine Vigneault. He, he's been to the finals twice with two different teams. Yeah, he, he, I saw he, the, uh, one video he put out where he was like no BS type of guy. Oh, you know, he, he, and that's exactly what he is. And 
he is pushing the players a lot harder than Dave Hackstall ever did. Yeah. And you can see it Connect in the way they play. Connect me played well. D Too looks strong. like a different Get player. Get your weight up. That is one of the best games I've ever seen him play. The Devils are going to be a tough test, though, at home. Finally come back at home opener. They were they, decent last year. They, oh, they, they were, but... Uh, I, I believe they're 0-2 so far. Yeah, they did. They um, lost the overtime game. I, was, I watched last yeah. week against the Jets. Against the Jets, and then I think they lost a couple nights. The, next, the next night, they had to play Buffalo. I think right. be. Buffalo, I gotta, Buffalo's starting hot, too. I got to ask you, too, something. This is a serious question, because like I said, my I have a conquest to get you know every home jersey and custom-made in my name. Oh, <sighs> Whatever. Geez. So, should I... Invest no. in a flyer sweater this year. You, that's up to you. You, you can afford Fiji water, you know so what? I guess so. You know what? See, I would hold off on it just because we're not. We don't know if the, we're going to be great the, yet. The, but if we turn out to be great, then you can do it. Yeah. Mm, all right. No. Uh, and uh, don't <laughs> you've made me lose my. No, I'll talk about. Uh, uh, no, the devil. I mean, the devil's got PK Subban, who yes. is a solid defenseman. Are the Blackhawks supposed to be good this year? Like, is that Black, an impressive? Blackhawks. They're not. They're not the studs they used to be. They're not the three championships in five years yeah. or six years. They're, that's not them anymore. I mean, but they still got a solid core. They're still going to be uh, contending for the playoffs, but they're not that team to beat that like they were before. I'm just, I'm just happy to get a W pick oh, up. Now we're coming back yeah. home, and we we're literally we played Friday. We didn't have to play again until Wednesday, so we got yeah. a solid all, couple Pl- of days off. Nobody cares about hockey, Max. Pl- plenty of prep. Hey, <laughs> man, that was loud. <laughs> You're an angry little guy. <laughs> turn, little. Turn, Turn down the uh, headphone volume. Uh, I like little. Hey, big, I like your hat a lot more yeah. compared to uh, your hat last You don't come with big teeth for nothing. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> All right, let's go to this orange ball sport, basketball. Now, Sports Illustrated released the top 100 players, and every start, all five starters on the Sixers are above 70, within top 75. Mm-hmm. Tobias Harris, 49. Al Horford, 18. Joel Embiid, 7. Ben Simmons, 23. And Josh Richardson, 71. Nice. Is there any player that you think was ranked too low, high, and be too high? No. Nah. I think that's right. Around, right I think Simmons, if, if Simmons, too high. Simmons could come out and start hitting threes, and then he could yeah, be I agree. all the way up there. Yeah. I agree. And then Harris could be a little bit low. I By think the way, he's better than. I mean, Tanner, if his defense picks up. Tanner, I kid you not. If you send me one more video of Ben Simmons shooting a three point <laughs> practice, I kid you not, I'm going to choke you out. Dude, <laughs> how great was he looking? Solid, right? He was looking pretty solid. It's practice. We're talking about practice. When do you think, think, what game do you think we will see him shoot his? The first one. The first game of the first one. Do you think he's going to come out firing? Definitely. I hope so. He'll come out and shoot. And my first reaction is going to be this. It's about damn time. Unless he misses it. Unless he misses it. At at least he's building confidence. But then also during the summer, a player has been working harder and harder to not let his team down, and that player is Joel Embiid. He's lost 20 pounds over the summer. Yep, I've seen that. And I'm kind of, you know, we talked about J.J. Redick last season the and the shooting that he brought, but like, I'm kind of happy that we have Richardson now. Apparently this guy, I haven't seen him play yet in a six-year uniform, obviously, but, I mean, apparently he's a two-way player. Mm-hmm. He play both ends of the floor, yep. really athletic, can shoot a little bit. DM3 guy. Yeah. He's a real big DM3 guy. I'm really excited for this upcoming season, man. I, I really am. Dude, we're going to have to A healthier Joel Embiid. Yeah. I just want Al Horford. His it's knees are like he's older now. His knees are a little banged up. We're going to have to take we'll a manage trip. him throughout the season. Don't don't be – listen, a, a game against the, the, the Phoenix Suns in December – it's rest and be rest right. rest somebody. If we lose, fine, whatever. We're gonna make the playoffs. We just gotta get in. Mm. And 
be if we're the one seed, great. If we're not, we have the talent to manage that. I think the four. It's of us weird because we said that about the, the Phillies game. making the playoffs, but yeah, but whatever. It, you can never be too sure. Yeah, but I think. We're but if we don't make the playoffs, the if the if these Sixers do not make the playoffs, oh, yeah. something no, 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 no. went terribly. Oh yeah, we got yeah. a problem. Yeah. Huge, huge, huge problem. But yeah. just get in, just get. In. And baseball is different because you just, all you want to focus on is just getting in, and then anything can happen. Basketball, you want to be in the top. Two, you hopefully do. you want to kind of play the weaker opponents. Knock, about knock out the small dogs. Exactly. You want to get the higher seeds. But I, I think we will. I, I mean, if Ben Simmons takes the step forward, we all think he's capable capable of, look out. Because this team is definitely going to be a finals contender. I'm going to start looking at some tickets so that we can go to a game together. Uh, so they're going to be very expensive. Great. Those are going to be fun expensive. to go to. Very I, fun I, to go. I can't that's afford why you, stuff like that. You got to start early. That's why you got to start early, dog, on it. You work every single day. That's a, that's, a, that's a good point. I, you know, I, I looked at Philly's tickets before they uh, Philly signed Bryce Harper, and they were like twenty well, bucks. You got your Flyers tickets yet, dude? Those are too expensive. Really? Yes. They, I thought they had it came out with this new thing that's standing room only. You only got to pay like fifteen bucks. You can okay, go anywhere I, you no, want. I'm not going to stand in the Congress. No, they have like a, they have an TV. actual section. No, they're, you don't. They I, haven't have been, a good, I haven't been in the Wells Fargo made Center this since whole the thing. renovations. So they did all this offseason. They did right. renovations. They well, gave it a whole section. Let's focus I'm on the Eagles. Up with it's been it's a while too much since I've been in the Wells Fargo it's Center. too much. All right, Peter. Jeez, calm down, buddy. All right. Let's, uh, Flyers are in full swing now. It's finally starting up. Sixers coming up. It's it's uh, it's a good time of the year. Yes, it is. I love this time every of the sport. Year for sports. You wanted to say something about the Eagles? Oh, I'm just saying we need to look forward to next week against the Vikings yeah. and see what they can do. Agree. I just in the next four games. Tough stretch. As far as games. the Eagles, I I think we're going to go three and one. I think the team we're going to lose to are the Bills. Mm. Wow. I don't know if you can get to Josh Allen though. That guy can. That guy. That's my whole thing. So good. Coming out of the bye, we also have the, the, Patriots. the Patriots and the Seahawks right after them. Yeah. So the next and then week, I think we can. Tough. I think we can win five straight at the end of the season. We got the Giants twice, Dolphins. That's going to be the push that we need to get into the playoffs, or at least a wild card spot. This is where we have to weather the storm. Yep. Just kind of go five hundred. Yep. Two and two the next four. I go into the bye week. One and zero each week. That's what Doug Peterson is telling his guys. Yep, one week at a time, baby. All right, Chris. One and zero each week. Hey, right. say your thing. All right. If, say, you miss, if you missed any of this episode, you can always go to Philly Dash Experience Simplecast.com. We are available on all major platforms: Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, YouTube, and more. So take a listen, listen, and talk to us on Twitter at dphillyexp one on Twitter. All right, come on, Eagles. I need y'all to get y'all stuff together. Go, Birds. Let's go, back. Have fun. Stay thirsty, my friends. What the f*** is that? We was catching Unlike Aguilar and his mishaps, I like to put that out there. Because that guy doesn't know what the hell he's doing. You make me sick.